Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Talk It Up MTG. I am Rob. And I'm Phil. And it's new Capenna. He finally got the full set. He got the full deck. It's been a it's been a couple weeks now that it's been released. We've gotten yep. to see what's popular out there. We've gotten to really get a feel of like what we want to play and what's and what's going to be big and what we're looking forward to. So, why not do a top ten? This is this is these are the cards that Zoe and I think are going to be not just well, it's going to just entail everything. Whether it's yeah. good in commander, good in standard, good in uh, specific combos, um, or whatever the archetype may be, this is just our personal um, top 10. We actually took our individual top 10s and turned this into a combined top 10. So... Yeah. And I gotta say, I like even looking at this again. I know I said it when we first put the list together, but I genuinely like this list. No, for real, I feel the exact same way. Like I, like I almost thought, okay, maybe like would, would we have to change whatever just in a minute? But like, no, it actually it's pretty much good as it is. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we had predicted a couple of couple of cards and their popularity, and I'll be honest. Every card on this list I have been seeing, so yeah, we might as well just get right into it. But um, real quick, if you do like what you hear, please do not forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment, follow us on all the socials, uh, and yeah, hope you enjoy Streets of New Capenna as much as we have. And, um, actually, let's go ahead and cover that first. So, all in all, Zoe, what, what what's the impression of the set? It's a pretty good set. It's not like, there are a few standout cards here and there, some of which we're going to talk about in the higher echelons of the list. But overall, it's not like that broken of a set. There are some interesting, definitely... Yeah, I was a little worried about, you know, us uh, peddling drugs to kids in a card game, but it's working. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mom, no, you told me not to talk to strangers. friend of the dad oh i've seen too many movies <laughs> that line is too real <laughs> oh jesus but i i mean for what it was i was i, I genuinely was a little concerned about like if they were going to be able to make all of these like a bit of a more fun mobster type of scene because admittedly you look back on the 1920s like even in real world you look 
people look back on the on that time with a bit of nostalgia and oh those yeah. were the real men those are the bad boys they did whatever they needed to to make sure that they still survived like they're ho- they're heralded as heroes um and it's such a part of society that's always so ingrained like you always see those mobster everyone loves a good mobster movie um hell i actually watched the godfather last month and it holds the test of time so when when they when i was when i first found out about this set i was super excited to see if you could really do a magic version of a like mobster set and have it feel like those classic mobster tropes the extortion the flavor of the of that time period they really did encapsulate it it's really fun i have enjoyed it yeah for real like it's and it and it still and it still kind of has that uh magic flair to it as well it's not like completely just oh yeah uh, like the, our version our 19, like 1920s with a demon just randomly like no they actually did a good job of like encapsulating and incorporating like the magic stuff into into uh, the flavor of this uh, plane and everything. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like, in, and especially in that case, like, you, I was worried that it would be a little bit too pun heavy, just because you have all yeah. the different ones you could do. We even have, but I, I, I will say, they really did try to make it feel fun and flavorful. So we had... You have cars like Mysterious Limousine and Getaway Car and Slip Out the Back and, like, the Brass Knuckles. Like, these are cards where, I mean, the validity of them is yet to be determined on whether they'll actually be good or not. But the fact that they exist alone really does just bring that real feel to the whole set. And I really did enjoy I've enjoyed playing standard because of it again. Maybe, maybe I could uh, try to try again No, don't don't do that to yourself. Just you you can just you, you you can come out and I'll actually have some decks built. I um I have a few friends now who are trying to get me to play magic again but they only play standard they play 60 cards so oh, oh, no. the indoctrination back into 60 cards yep but you know what i'm in a better place now B- mentally and financially to be able to afford this probably bad idea <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we go ahead and get too far off course, let's go ahead and dive right into this. But first, before we get into our top 10, you want to cover our honorable mentions here? Yes, that we shall. What should we we start with in our honorable honorable mentions? Well, I mean, we were talking about the creatures and talking about the feel of the set. Like, everything being demons was awesome, but, like, I really like how they did all of the different... uh, the different creature types you the cat really did have a feel of a cat so i figure yeah. 
let's go ahead and dive into the one that you're currently going to be building in a, in a little bit, in the vampires. with the vampires I admittedly I still haven't built my built a vampire deck now that I think about it I've never done vampires just specifically (laughs) but this is definitely the fact that the fact that we're now getting blue with vampires really does open the horizon to not just because vampires did feel a bit too like mid-rangey for me before where it had yeah. to be, you were in a, like, tempo aggro. Like, you wanted to get in damage and attack, but you were also casting three, four, five drops. It felt a little clunky to me. But I think, yeah. but for me personally, adding in the blue is going, it does, I can now be like, okay, I can get it more because I, now I can go into a more control as aspect of it and really let my board of vampires grow while also um using Evelyn to uh um A increase your hand and B allow blue the ability to give you that protection. It I, I like I like Evelyn very much. I think this is yeah. going to be a great commander, especially a five mana. It's very, it's very well priced as well. And on top of that, she's one of the hybrid mana commanders. So you can either tap so you can either, if you have all three colors of mana, you can cast her for that blue, black, red, and the two. Or if you just have black, you can just get her out like as soon as you just have the three black. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's a, it's a nice, flexible option. And that's what I like about the hybrid mana commanders in general, that it's a nice, flexible option. But especially for vampires. Because vampires, for me, with, with something like Edgar Markov, it always threw me off because he is, like, yeah, he's Mardu, but also his mana cost is so, it's uh, black, white, red. And with me, mm-hmm. with vampires, I've always had that leaning to be more more black than the other colors, you know? So yeah. it allows me the flexibility to have a majority of the vampires be black, and then maybe red, and some, maybe some of the blue vampires, but still, like you said, have those options because of having blue, having like the counter spells and the responses and the control pieces as well. Exactly. Even even something like uh, I know we don't have it on our list, but slip out the back 
is a new protection spell and new capenna and has really shown itself to be really good. I realized that. I was like, how the hell did I miss this? (laughs) Oh, it's it's going straight into my uh, into my Galia deck. Like, I I need to protect that. That's gonna be dope. Um, another card on our list. I figure we can go into one in particular. I wanted to talk about Endless Detour. That was one that I personally had, but I was like, um, I just like the fact that we have gotten a lot of good protection in this set as well. Like, um, Endless Detour, definitely fantastic, but getting uh, Slip Out the Back, having good bits of removal, we've just gotten a good amount of control in this set. Um, we're going to talk about the charms in a moment too. I really dig those. Uh, but Endless Detour in particular, I really like because of the fact that it completely, you can completely get rid of something and anything on the battlefield. Yeah, the different the difference between having green in your deck and not having green in your deck has become a like exponential concern at this point. And endless detour being being in bant, you're not going to have a problem getting those, getting those colors. That's not that's not an issue at all. The graveyard oh, parts. Someone, <laughs> the graveyard parts very nice. Um, you're we're yeah. seeing way much more um, graveyard utilization these days. So being able to get that key card out of there, I dig it. Yep. The flexibility. Alright, um, next on our list, we can go ahead and go into the Triomes. I figure, well, they're not the, they're not called Triomes in the set. They're, uh, Rafine's Tower, Xander's Lounge, Zeotora's Proving Ground, Jetmir's Garden, and Spara's Headquarters. So... Yep, and this completes the cycle. I there there's nothing much else to say. Um, Commander especially has fallen in love with the cycle. Being being able to fetch up whatever triome that you need in any color now is going to increase the viability of your four color, five color commander decks exponentially just by themselves. I did end up pulling, I believe I pulled Jetmir's Garden, Spar's Headquarters, and Rafine's Tower, I believe are the three that I pulled out of my box. Ooh, 
um, if I remember correctly. But, like, these are going to be cards that are going to be around forever, in my opinion. I honestly think in Commander, I don't see a end point for a card, for a land that's going to be better at what this, at what these lands do. Good. So, yeah, like, but like yeah, it's ten fetchable lands. <laughs> <laughs> ten fetchable lands, and then you also have all the shock lands. Yep. Your if you're running five color, your mana base could be set just by running fetches and the shocks and triumphs. If you have that kind of money. If you're a real win more like that, I can respect you. But yeah. I'm not like that. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, but la- um, last out of the honorable mentions, uh, we should go ahead and cover. We wanted to just talk about all the tri- the charms. Yep. The Great set. Great, great set of charms. Um, the, each one has their own, their own utilization. Um, the removal on a lot of them is fantastic. Riveter's Charms basically being a soul shatter at the same mana cost at instant speed. So it's literally soul shatter is fantastic. And then also gives you the ability to impulse or exile the grave. Like, fan, I... That's my personal favorite out of all the charms now. And then I know Biosource Charm is a good one for Griffin's control, and it's going and it's going to be part of the uh, Evelyn list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just all like some of them have like one or two effects that are not as great, but they all still have their own uses that you can ha- use them for. And like you said, the removal especially is amazing on these. Particularly the ones that have the, the, that have something that would target flint creature or planeswalker, like mm-hmm. that is big. Like um, Cabaretti Charm, exactly. also. Like they are a lot. I'm glad we're getting more planeswalker removal because they are becoming way more popular and becoming way more rampant. Um. Especially with a certain card sitting at number 10 on our list that we'll get into in just a moment. You're seeing a lot more of them. And it's good to be able to have that kind of removal on such a flexible card. Like, Cabaretti Charm, even, like, if you're not doing the deal damage to the Creature of Planeswalker... At three mana, giving all of your creatures plus one plus one and trample, it's not bad. Good. Ma- yeah. Making two one. Trample you need to be able to just deal that damage. Exactly. Like making the two citizens and eh, raise the alarm. Okay, you're paying one extra mana, but yeah. each one of these, I'll say, two out of the three effects on each of them are very viable at three mana. So, I definitely say they hit it out the park with this charm cycle. 
Mm. I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's, it's just awesome. It's just awesome to me. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's go ahead and get into it. We have our top 10 Streets of New Capenna cards. And we are going to start off with one that was actually on your list. Here, why don't you go ahead and introduce it? So I believe our number our number ten from my list was Luxior, Giada's Gift, which is the which <laughs> <laughs> so, Never uh, before seen. <laughs> Literally something that has never been seen before in magic. Yeah, it's yeah. super dope. So, one mana, um, legendary equipment. E- equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each counter on it. And then, equipped permanent isn't a planeswalker and is a creature in addition to its other types. So, you heard that right. You can actually equip this for a creature for three and equip it on a planeswalker for one mana. So, you cast your Ugin. <laughs> Go ahead and get rid of everything on the board. Do the exile. Fun stuff. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and make it a creature now. For two mana. Each time it ticks up. Ugin has a plus two. So, each time it ticks up, it's going to get plus two, plus two. Oh, my God. And this isn't... And the the weird part is the fact that it's any counters. Uh-huh. So, this all this does allow some interesting interesting capabilities. Um, you have stuff like the Ozolith that can move any number of counters onto a creature. Um... Charge counters can count for this. Uh, loyalty counters can count for this. Lifelink, death touch, plus one, plus one, minus one, minus one. All of those counters all can basically amalgamate to make whatever creature you're playing with gigantic. And if it's a planeswalker, it's otherworldly. Especially if it has some kind of protection like something like a uh, Gideon. Yeah, oh my god. Uh, I know I kind of rambled off for a second, so what are your thoughts on this? <laughs> no, I just, this is just like, like it's good, it's good for when you put it on the planeswalker. I'm just picturing someone doing like a Tron deck and putting up Karn and then equipping it with this. But, uh, uh. Exactly. I really think that this is going to be a mainstay in Commander especially. You we there are super friends decks all over the place. 
whether it's oh, in yeah. whether you're playing uh what is the name Karth, Lionhearted, or you're going five color in whatever fashion that may be. I'm currently helping my friend build a child of a Lara deck in five color. That's going to be super friends. Oh no! Oh damn! Yeah, you remember you remember my version. Oh, no, 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 not even the Mutate deck. I actually did have a Super Friends deck back in the day, too. Oh, shit. Using Child of Alara. <laughs> God. It, it, it's sad how much that makes sense, though. Yep. I have a nice little baby that's a uh, little bit of a ticking time bomb. <laughs> But, yeah, like, Luxior gives Planeswalkers that thing that they never had before in being able to be creatures. Like, there's a vast difference in that. Um, And the fact that it says isn't a Planeswalker is a huge deal. Because that means that you can't attack it no anymore like a regular Planeswalker. Yeah, that 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 in and of itself makes this card one of the most powerful abilities that is this unique. Like, there aren't many things that can make a planeswalker into a creature. And to fully make it into a creature so that it can't be attacked while still allowing you the ability to have stuff like Gideon make it indestructible or like Kaito, it phases out and you can still have this equipment on it. It comes back with it. So it'll be pumped up, but also still protected in its in a way. All you gotta do is give him hexproof. <laughs> I've even been seeing people clone their planeswalkers now. Using like mirror using mirror box. Yeah. Damn. And now you can have multiple planeswalkers that can then attack. Oh. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> It, it's fun. I'm looking forward to seeing how far this card in particular can go. Because I think the ceiling on it is as exponential as how good the Planeswalker scene can be. Yeah. I dig it. All right. As if it needed to be. Never change, Super Friends. Never change. All right. Next up on our list, we have Jenny Faye, Jetmere Second. It is a three mana, two of them hybrid between red, green, and white. It's an elf yeah. druid, 3-3. Three, three, and it might be one of the coolest cards on this in, in this, in my opinion. 
So if yeah. you would create one or more tokens, you may instead create that many 2-2 two, two green, green cat creatures with haste or 3-1 green dog creatures with vigilance. Oh, yep. The food, Dockside Extortionist gets ridiculous. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Tireless Tracker being able to put out a uh, clue every time you drop a land. Now it's going to come in as either a 3 1 Vigilance or a 2 2 Haste. This. Like, there's a lot of ways to put out a ton of tokens that aren't like good, but now you can make them very good. Yep, and hell, this is Naya. Naya's good at making mm-hmm. tokens in general anyway, so this is just giving you a bit more of that power. And I like that you can either have the more solid, like, defensive body, but it has haste, or you can get the more, like, offensive body, but it has vigilance. Mm-hmm. It... it you can make a you can make a quick board in no time flat now. Um in in these colors, you're in the right colors for anointed procession. You're in the right colors for doubling season. You're in the right colors for parallel lives. The number of tokens that you can make with this and with everything already included, um, you have the whole populate mechanic. It's in the perfect colors for a monstrous token deck. For real, like, oh my god. I, I'm very, I'm, I I'm fighting my temptation to switch my deck from Jenny Faye. I mean, from a uh, Gishath to Jenny Faye. I love dinos. I love my dinos. And it's so powerful. It could be so dope. But this deck, if I build Jenny Faye, I can build that instantaneously. I have all the cards for that already. All you need are token producers and a lot of them. You can make an infinite army of little doggos. Come on now. Not many people can say that they have an army of dogs behind them. <laughs> we got some dogs. Oh, I think this is, uh, is so dope. It's perfect. For real, though. Mm. All right. Next up on our list, we have actually going back to the River Tears with River Tears Ascendancy. So. Three mana enchantment. Um, first off, it has the classic artwork from. Uh, oh my gosh, it's the workers uh, yeah, on the, the New York skyline. Yeah, there. The, um, yeah, workers on the whatever. It was the classic photo. Like. Mhm. It's. Um. It pays homage. Really nice. I really love the art. 
Um, yeah. And the card itself is sick. So whenever you sacrifice a creature, you may return target creature card with lesser mana value from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Do this only once each turn. So... I mean, I love me a good win more card. I'm not going to pretend. Yeah. I am what I am. So, <laughs> for for Jund, for the Sacrifice deck, this is definitely a bit of win more, but oh, yeah. sacrificing more stuff never hurt anybody. Right? <laughs> um... I really dig this card. And honestly, it can lead into combos. Um, you have stuff like... Uh, oh my gosh. What's that one evoke creature that gets you, gets you two creatures back when it goes to the grave? Oh, yeah. Um, I always forget that one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what that is um but I can't remember the name of it but that oof dang you okay there buddy huh? oh you okay there yeah that... ooh that wind is heavy part of the podcast where I'll be doing extensive cuts. <laughs> Alright. Okay, so. Uh, oh, we're good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, for sure, for sure. Alright, so Riveteer's Ascendancy is really nice because of the fact that it is an additional sack mechanic that you don't have to do anything for, and it will, as long as you're sacrificing stuff already, it will be guaranteed to trigger. Yeah. Um, this gives decks that, honestly, I think this really helps in giving another land or giving another slot to maybe a possible like zero mana creature. Now you have the viability yeah. because you're going to be guaranteed to get that back in a sacrifice deck. So maybe consider maybe like a Memnite or Ornithopter or uh, one of the like, what are they called? Um, 
Were they the Knolls? Which ones were the zero, man? Kobolds. There we go. Yeah, kobolds. Yeah, like some of those old kobolds. You could run You could run some of those zero mana stuff in this deck and be guaranteed to get it back. I think having stuff like that is a nice, abil- nice utilization of, the, of just full... I mean, just having the zero mana creatures will allow you the space to pull off some more interesting combos. If you can run some kind of infinite, like, bring a creature back, put on the battlefield combo, um, this now gives you that ability and another reason to run some zero mana stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far as creature decks are concerned, you don't really have as much of, like, the, um, the zero mana stuff that really matters outside, well, here and there, I don't know, it's just, I haven't really paid as much attention to stuff like that, but. If I remember correctly, there's a, there's a creature that, like, if you're looking up stuff that, like, searches for a specific Convert a mana cost like a Protean Hulk. Yeah. You could then grab all of your zero mana creatures and not have to pay anything for stuff like that. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. So it it'll it, it like I said it opens up it opens up the play style a bit more and um just in general. Having an extra sack mechanic is going to be incredibly powerful for your deck. Um, and making it only once each turn means that you can do it on, on your opponent's turns as well. Um, you're going to be sacrificing stuff. If you're running that kind yeah. of deck, you are you can work around it and probably get in some cool combos. I dig the hell out of it. All right. Exactly. You're you're running a lot of ETBs. You're running a lot of when a creature dies abilities. Like you'll being able to drop stuff in and out, and having it specifically be lesser mana value instead of like lesser power or toughness. Like that does give you the ability to combo out some like lower mana stuff as well. Um, if you have some kind of infinite loop with like, uh, dang it, what's the one death, death shadow? Yeah. It'll automatically come in. It'll die. You can bring it right back. It'll die again. It'll die again. This gives you the ability to start that loop off, um, with any other creature that you sacrifice. 
So I I just dig, I I dig the I dig the feel of it. Mm-hmm. That and the staying power, that's a big deal. Like yeah. it, it will it, it only gets better the later into the game for the drunk for the Jun deck. So yeah. I think for what it does, it's absolutely fantastic. Alright. Next up on our on our list, we have our number seven and Falco Spara. The Pact Weaver yeah. is one and Bant, the bird demon, 3-3, three, three, Lying Trample. I love me I love me some birds, man. Um, when Falco Spara enters the battlefield, it enters with a shield counter on it. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. And you may cast spells from the top of your library by removing a counter from a creature you control in addition to paying their other costs. Okay. Atraxa. The Super Friends deck I was talking about earlier. Um... Hydras have a bunch of counters on them. Yep. Uh, well, uh, you can do things with minus, 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 minus one counters with percent. Exactly. Having having it the, be the ability of removing a counter it makes it super broken. Persist in particular because then it'll allow you the ability to persist again. And you can do this at instant speed. By just by casting a spell, like this is sick. This it honestly, I have two bant commanders built already. I almost built a third. <laughs> you gotta stop over there with the bant. Come on, man! It's so good. But you know what? I was fair, and I went ahead and put this into my Atraxa deck, because it is, yeah, it's just such a hose, man. It is such a straight-up beast for that deck. The, I like the 3-3 Flying Trample, that's reasonable stats. Um, Atraxa, you're putting out plus one, plus one counters, they'll grow. Um, the, the Trample makes it... Still a you still a decent attacker. Um, the shield counter keeps it from being removed, and you can proliferate those shield counters. This is this is really cool. I really 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 like the counter aspect that they put into this set. Like counters matter. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a few from this set. Yep. Like, this... Falco Spara might be my personal, like... I think it could be Stax Ready deck. Yeah. 
I think this. I think Falco Sparrow could definitely be used in a stacks deck pretty easily. It could be the commander without a problem. Yeah, because you have your stack pieces, and then you use you, you have counters on your creatures, and then you use this to play more of your stack pieces. Mm-hmm. It is so nasty. It's just increases your hand tenfold for not really any kind of investment. Sometimes the investment's even better than doing it normally. Yep, there you go. Now you're thinking like a now you're thinking like a green player. <laughs> well, a degenerate green player. Yeah, so me. <laughs> <laughs> but this is perfect colors. Bant loves their control. This gives you the ability to really put a control aspect to your deck. I, it's funny, with Luxior now being a thing, like, maybe Bant Super Friends could really be a deck now. It, it really could now, like, damn. I, I like, I like Falco Sparrow a lot. Um, as a commander, like I said, very, very strong. Uh, I think it's good in the 99 of any kind of counter deck that you're building. Yeah. Um, why not? This is... This is primo... Primo sauce, in my opinion. And we're only at number seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, creep... Having... First off, the first ability alone... I really like the fact that it did, did, does it for everybody, including himself. Because giving himself, he'll be a 6-4 with Vigilance. In addition to everything else, getting plus 1 plus 0 in Vigilance. Vigilance is a mechanic that Naya kind of needs. Oh, yeah. Because it's a very aggro color combo. But yep. the big problem with, with aggro a lot of times, and this is something that Gruel has a problem with sometimes too, is you want to turn your stuff sideways to attack everybody, but you don't have defenders to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So vigilance is a nice way to do that. But but Naya hasn't always had a way to reliably do that outside of stuff like Builder's Blessing or whatever. But this, like, I love that the vigilance is the first ability that you get yeah. from having three creatures. Which I know a commander is going to be very easy, and I pretty and I'm assuming in any sixty card format having three three creatures. By the time this comes out, it's like no problem. Yeah, for most for most other even color combinations, this would be easy to get. Like I'm really happy with the vigilance right there. It's mm -hmm. perfect placement. And honestly, six getting six creatures or more, you're already winning more at that point. So to give them all trample as well, again another super solid placement right there. And then Double Strike is for sure a game-ender. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> by that point, everybody's got Vigilance, Trample, and Double Strike, as well as plus mm -hmm. 3, plus 0. So, that's yeah, a guarantee. 
That's a guaranteed stacked on top six damage additional for every creature that you're getting through with trample. Sickening. I love it. Sickening. And that's why this is why this is gonna be my Naya commander. Again, oh. Bravo Wizards, you've gotten me reinvigorated into Naya. Yes. <laughs> Mayel the Anima is about to give animas again. <laughs> uh, Ew. Well that deck that deck became a gruel deck anyway, so I mean eh. And it's doing alright. It's doing alright, sir. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It I'm is, happy with where it's at. It has worked me a couple times now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aggro is good. Yeah, it never dies. You know, you know, you know, you have a special place in my heart. And we're gonna get into the most yeah. aggro of aggros in a moment, but let's go with a little bit more control here with the final color combination, the brokers. The big bird demon himself, Falco Spara, Pact Weaver. Yeah. It is a 3-3 flying trample. It enters the battlefield with a shield counter on it. You may look at the top card of your library anytime. And you may cast spells on the top of your library by removing a counter from a creature you control in addition to paying their other costs. That is not a high count. I mean, a high price at all. Nope. And something interesting about the shield counter, I thought in another card, but shield count, anything that has a shield counter on it, if it would be dealt damage or destroyed, you remove the shield counter instead. Oh, really? So this is something that goes on, like, through other cards. I, I had never heard of the shield counter before. Yeah, like there's another creature that's in the broker, that's in the band color combo. That oh, okay. That, yeah, that does something with shield counter, but it has the actual explanation of what the shield counter is. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. Oh, okay, <laughs> I just I just saw it right now, Discipline Duelist. Yeah. So if it, but, if it will be dealt damage or destroyed, remove a shield counter from it instead. Oh, that's, that's sick. Hell, that's a better ward. That's a ward. But Falco Spar is probably going to be... A, man, I'm just picking all the green commanders from this set. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is on... Falco is finally... Because I've always wanted to do a Bant plus a, like counters deck. But, and there hasn't, just been, there hasn't really been a commander that fit what I wanted to do without adding black and becoming a Traxa. So... <laughs> Y'all, you don't want to be like me? Come on. Su succumb to the evil in your heart, sir. We, we don't need more than one Traxa in the playgroup. <laughs> There's always room for more. Trust me. I, I am okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this, but no, he, but this actually gives you a good thing. Like it... Yeah, this actually just all around for me has pretty much what I would want from a commander that would be all about having counters on stuff. Hell, it wouldn't even just be possible for counters at this point. Like, I'm probably going to do whatever kind of counters now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, th this works great because there are so many different cards with counters on them. Hell, you look at most artifacts, um, you're looking at charge counters. Um, you have storage counters on lands. We have... 
plus one, plus one counters, minus one, minus one counters. That's where this is going to be really cool because it's going to be able to allow you the ability to take off counters from creatures who have come back in with undying or persist. Making them essentially immortal. Like, this is... I very, very much like what this card does. And the fact that it also gives you... It's honestly an upside to cast a spell at that point. Yeah. It really (laughs) is. It's just giving you more options to be able to put more stuff out there. And the fact that you can just look at the top card any time is a really good utility that I didn't really think that I wanted. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you look at a lot of... Car, you look at a lot of cards that manipulate the top of your deck, giving you that extra like extra hand slot without putting it into your hand is so low-key important that people don't realize because it also can't be interacted with by most opponents besides something exactly. like either Mill or Lantern of Insight. <laughs> but even then, they don't have a way of knowing. Like, you can even bluff people with that, too. You know, and they wouldn't have a way of knowing, you know, mm-hmm. what you have, what 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 good or bad things you have. Only you know at that point. And hell, this could this like the way that I'm doing it. Uh, is this going to be the slightly stacks deck? I think. Ooh, slightly stacks. I like the sound of this name, but it should be all the stacks. <laughs> uh. Definitely count creature counters, but uh, I don't know. We'll see about the rest. But <laughs> oh my goodness! Because honestly, thinking, this is a good commander for both, like for any for if, if it's like an aggro counters deck, or even just like some sort of control strategy. Like it's not. I like that it's not just in one or the other box. And Bant is one of those colors that really does kind of encompass quite a few things. So yeah. I dig it. You, you have tons of different options with Bant. That's what makes, honestly, it makes Bant my favorite color. This is why I have two separate commander decks right now running Bant. <laughs> you have a problem. And if it wasn't for the fact that I'm putting this into Atraxa, this will be my third one. <laughs> <laughs> no shame at all. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh my goodness. I just thought about this. Glacial Chasm. The the way cumulative upkeeps work is you put an age counter on the permanent. So, any creatures you have with age counters. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you can play an instant from the top of your deck, you don't have to pay cumulative upkeep. Oh. Oh, man. Because I think you probably could stack it that way. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, okay. No, I don't know. Because you have to remove a creature from the form of a creature you control. Oh. Oh, were you, gonna, were you thinking about some... Some degeneracy. I mean, I'm I'm already thinking about some degeneracy. What were you thinking? Oh, I I was figuring out a way to do glacial chasm infinitely by taking counters off of it, but it's only creatures. Yeah, that's the one thing. 
Yes, I want way too powerful. I love way too powerful. Way too powerful is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Bro, this is the only bank commander I'm going to have because this is the only bank commander I've seen that's completely balanced. <laughs> balanced, schmalance. It's only mostly. It's only mostly balanced compared <laughs> to every other bank commander in existence. <laughs> balance? Who cares about balancing? You want to teeter it just slightly to your edge. <laughs> and this is, a, uh, it, it's only slightly, you know. God. But, uh, that, but that, those are the, those are the demon overlords of the five uh, new three color factions. And yes. The only, like, Rafine and Lord Xander are the ones that are the most mid to me. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Um, again, if you can make a deck that makes Rafine that have a ton of creatures out on the battlefield for you to attack with, if you can make that kind of deck, you have Hexproof that you can give. I think it could be super powerful. But there is some work that you have to do to get there. And I just don't know if yeah. it can get there. Well, please prove me wrong. Um, Lord Xander, yeah, you're just too high of a mana cost. You are definitely in in the 99, but I just don't see you being used much. Yeah. Zeatora? Damn. Damn. <laughs> a house. Jetmere? A brick house. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Th this thing <laughs> will make a brick house. And blow your house down just so he can build another house on top of it. Because he's got that <laughs> kind of money. <laughs> and then Falco Spara, really, really damn good. Yeah. I, damn. <laughs> for, for, for a legit, honestly, if you still, if you still wanted to go bird tribal, I mean, I guess it is a bird you could put into the deck that would be. Super powerful, honestly, in the 99 of that deck as well. Bird tribal? It exists. It exists. Yeah, it is Zorius. <laughs> you, you do it with Derevi. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. So... <laughs> so... so, so <laughs> I could have sworn there was also a Bant Bird tribal deck too, though. Well, I, mean, I don't think there's a commander specifically for a Bant Bird tribal, but I could have sworn I think, there, I was. there was. I guess Derevi would be the commander for that, technically. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, definitely pulled that out my ass. I'll, I'll be fair. Azorius, yeah, but I was ready with another bird, though. <laughs> All right, let's go uh, ahead and uh, yeah, we're, we're 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 we know about Magic the Gathering, right? Yeah, totally. Um, not like I haven't been playing the game for twelve years. Oh well. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into the next part. We got we talked about the main bosses. We also got another cycle for each of them. Um, for each of the color combinations and charms. Yeah. 
So let's go ahead and go over each of the charms and we'll talk about what we like and what we don't like. Um, first off, and we'll start off with the obscure charm. Instant. Um, they're all. For, first off, I want to say it's really nice that they're all just th- just the three colors of mana. Um, I think it was the commands from Tarkir. They were all different mana co- mana costs, and I was just like, "Why is this one so different?" Like yeah. every other cycle of like the charms and commands was just the bra- the basic colors. Yep. It it. That just made no sense to me. Sorry. Soapbox moment. Tarkir and Tarkir and Strixhaven had to be like, nope. Yep. Yeah, Strixhaven too. That's why that's why Strixhaven was a bust. No, I can't I can't even uh, <sighs> it, it was good, just not as good. Yeah. As as people were expecting, but still good. Storm killing artist is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about treasures. Speaking about treasures, that would definitely be in Zeatora as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but obscure charm. Sorry. Return target multicolor permanent card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Or you may counter target instant or sorcery spell. Or you may destroy target creature or planeswalker with mana value three or less. So. The first ability is the best ability, in my opinion, is why you play this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. Like, multicolor permanent with three or less, that's honestly, that's pretty awesome. And you have stuff like, um, especially in these colors, you have a lot of artifacts that are multicolored um a lot of artifact creatures you have oh my goodness why am i blanking on his name dang it i can't think of his name while i think of this guy's name you go go ahead and give your points on this sorry i'm blanking so i feel like like he's like the first ability really is the best. Thing. It really is, like you said, the best thing about obscure charm. Target countering a or sorcery really is something that you could do with some with uh, something like spell pierce for way less mana. Yeah. Like, and destroying. I mean, it's nice that the third ability hits a creature or planeswalker because planeswalker removal is very much needed. But I know, in the commander standpoint, there's not as many three or less. Uh, planeswalkers that get used as much. I feel like four is like the common uh, uh, mana value for planeswalkers in Commander for the most part. Uh, so this does this does hit stuff like Teferi though. That that's what I was gonna say. It does hit a few of the key ones. I will say Narset. Yeah. Played a ton. Hits Narset. Um. Yeah. It hits Teferi. Yes. It hits, um, is Oko still legal? I actually don't remember. Uh, I, maybe? I'd have to look that, I'd have to look at the damn list again, but. It hits Oko, it hits Amanatu, um, but, 
is it worth that slot? It's up to you. I think this. If yeah, we were I to, think it depends on the deck. Yeah, if you were to put it on a tier, this would be B for me. Yeah, I would see that. But um, yeah, it is what it is. I think it's. I think it'll be okay. Um, in control in control decks, I think they'll want it. Standard, it might see some play, but we'll see how vital that three mana is. Oh, but it does bring back Kaito Suzuki, so it might definitely have a place. We'll see. We will see there. Um, next up on our list, we have the Maestro's Charm, which is in the Grixis colors. It is an instant. Look at the top five cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Each opponent loses three life and you gain three life. Or Maestro Charm deals five damage to target creature or a planeswalker. I think this one is actually good now. Like, thinking back yeah, I, on I, it. I, no, I think it's really good. Yeah. Getting the five... First off, putting five cards, looking at the top five and putting one in your hand and the rest in your grave. If you're running Grixis Reanimator, this is fantastic for you. Um, the drain ability will have his will have his relevancy late game if you need the life, but that is what it is. Um, the five damage to target creature or planeswalker, I think that's fantastic. That is humongous. That marks most planeswalkers. Yeah. Um. Minus, honestly, Ugin, I think, is the only one that really avoids it. <laughs> Does OG Karn avoid it? Oh, OG Karn, yeah, yeah. Wait, Which, Con- honestly, wait. the only Karn that gets played. Actually, let me double check. Because I know that uh, it's... Karn liberated? Yeah, I know that its ability is a plus four. Oh, yeah, it's a, it starts off with six loyalty. Yeah. So Karn Liber- Liberated will avoid it. Ugin will avoid it. Um, but I mean, that's still like... but You're still Nicol taking Bolas out Bolas? mostly everything else. And Nicol Bolas, I yeah. guess, will avoid it. That's sick. That thing is sick. That's hella reach. And most creatures. Five damage to a creature. That's going to do a lot of... Oh, yeah. That's going to kill most creatures as well. I think this is a knock out the ballpark. Yeah, I think all three abilities just have so much to offer for, especially Grixis as a color combination. Like, this is just, damn. (laughs) Yeah. If the second ability wasn't so mid, I would put this at S tier, but it's definitely A tier. Oh, easily. All right, next up, we have the Riveter's Charm. Now, yeah, we'll get into it. Target opponent sacrifices a creature or planeswalker they control with the highest mana value among creatures or planeswalkers they control. Exile the top three cards of your library until your next end step. You may play those cards or exile target player's graveyard. So I finally figured out what the name... So in the video that we lost, (laughs) I could not, for the life of me, 
remember the name of the card that I was thinking of for this. But the first ability is Soul Shatter. Oh. It's literally Soul Shatter. And it's at the same mana cost as Riveter's Charm. Huh. I actually forgot about Soul Shatter. <laughs> yeah, and Soul Shatter is a card that actually does see a lot of play. Not just in Standard or Modern, but in Commander, too. Oh, yeah, I would imagine, like... Like that is like really useful. Being able to get the sacrifice—that's really nice. And and I feel like sacrificing is a is a good form of removal because you're not making them tar- you're not targeting something, so it gets around hexproof. Exactly, gets around hexproof, and it's always going to be the lar- the highest CMC. So. You're going so to be. the stuff that Charm doesn't. Yes, you're going to be getting the stuff that you actually want. Um, this will this will get the Karn liberated. This will get the Ugin. This will get the Gristle Brand if you're facing that in Modern, which I think this might actually see some play in Modern too. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think Jund in Modern might actually see a bit of a a bit of a good resurgence here. Mm-hmm. Props to Richard. I actually said this in the last video too, but I, yeah, th- this is a win for you. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's playing Jund in uh, against the odds, right? Mm-hmm. He's been playing Jund in, he's been trying to make Jund popular since Jund was unpopular, which is always. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> poor kid just wants that, poor kid just wants his Jund. I can respect it. I can respect it. Um, the second yeah, ability I, that is... Would, that would be me. That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want Naya Maybe to be cool, young, man. But... No, you're you you you're pushing Naya for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Naya Zoo. Like, if I, if I were to do Modern, I would do Naya Zoo. But more the, the more I think about it, the more I would just do that in Pioneer instead. And Jetmere would work just as well in Modern or Pioneer as well. Yep. <laughs> I think it Maybe is. Maybe even a little more so, but. <laughs> Not even joking, man. Sick. But before we get but, too far off track, let's um. But no, this this charm actually has some good stuff. Like like we said with the first ability, being able to make someone sacrifice instead of targeted removal is always nice in my mind. It's always mm-hmm. nice in my book. Again, works with um, all the aristocrat stuff. If you were planning on doing that. Um, the exiling of the top three cards is actually extremely nice as well. That's a good amount of... It really of, is, actually. Until your next end step, you do that at the end of your turn, or at the end of their turn, and mm-hmm. get a nice full extra hand. I really dig it. I really dig it. And the fact that it says play, because inst- some of these have started saying cast now. And oh, no! It, yeah, cast is so terrible because then you don't get the land. Ah. Mm-hmm. So, having it saying play those cards is fantastic. That this, really is. Holy crap. Yeah, this really does open it up. The exile target player's graveyard. Eh, that's kind of everywhere. You can kind of do that with a ton of cards. That is but what it is. Uh, there's, like, Tormouth Crypt, blah, 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 you know. 
That's all I've noticed that with these, like, there's two dope abilities, and then the last one's kind of just like, eh, <laughs> mid. Maestro Charm is the one that's getting close to having all three be really good, but yeah. even then, like, at least so far. Yeah, the losing through life and gain through life is um, momentary at best as well, but we'll get in, we'll, we'll see what a Cabaretti Charm has to say about this. Because I think this one might be the one that does have all three good. Um, three mana instant. Cabaret Charm deals damage equal to the number of creatures you control to target creature or planeswalker. Or creatures you control get plus one plus one and gain trample. Or create two one one green and white citizen creature tokens. Yeah, and honestly, I was thinking about it with Jetmere. I that's your three creatures for vigilance right there. You know what? Yeah, actually. Yeah. That honestly that honestly bumped it up in my opinion because it could do that. So okay, okay. Alright, Cabaretti Charm. <laughs> I'll give you that. But the first ability, I really love it, like I said in our last recording, because even just being able to give, oh wait, well the first ability is really good because you're going to have all of those creatures out to be able to deal like whatever damage to be able to hit pretty much anything at that point. Yeah, literally anything. And the Planeswalker especially, that's fantastic. Oh yeah. If I got my nine creatures, let's say for Jetmir, I'm able to hit any Planeswalker on the board. Hell, you'll be able to take out any Planeswalker on the board. That takes out, um, that even takes out Ugin at that point. Uh-huh. Bravo. Okay. Cabaretti Charm is definite win. I think this oh, is yeah. the, the, the one that's closest to being like, oh, this is perfect. But honestly, I haven't read Broker's Charm yet. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see you in a moment. Just give me a pause real quick. And of quick. course, quick note. Oh. Are we paused? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it back up right now though. Sorry. Okay, for sure. And we'll just go into broker's term. Yeah. Well, yeah, unless you have you have any last thoughts on Cabaretti? Uh, I mean, just about the trample ability, but I mean, I think that kind of speaks for itself a little bit, though. Oh, no. I would like to talk about the trample ability, actually. Okay, for sure. That is super powerful. All right, so we'll start back up in five, four, three, two, one. I also really like that it's a three-mana boost, like a three-mana mini overrun. And sometimes I feel like with a lot of aggro decks that are in Naya, you just need trample. Like, that's a big thing. So being able to have an instant speed, oh, yeah, everything has plus one, plus one to trample is just chef's kiss. Yeah, the trample is honestly fantastic. Overrun itself is five mana to give creatures plus three, plus three in trample. So this is oh, right on curve. Like equivalent. Yeah, this is right on curve in my opinion. And yeah. 
the flexibility around it and being an instant speed. Uh-huh. 100% win. 100% win. You can't go wrong. This should be in the in the zoo deck in modern. This should be oh, in yeah. any commander deck that you're running with Naya colors. If you're running any kind of aggro, um, this is where you want to go. I dig it. This is it. Just, just what just what Naya needed. Oh yeah, more aggro. Yeah, I figure I'll let you answer that. You're you're the Naya expert here. No, the, like it, I'm slightly joking about that, but no, this actually really is what Naya needs, especially being able to have answers to planeswalkers. Like that is a huge thing, and the instant speed trample, everything about this is just really damn good about Naya. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I win, win, win. All right. So now I've been trying to keep my eyes diverted from what what it says for this card. So I'm very hyped to see. Let's talk about the Broker's Charm. Uh, is, Bant. Uh-huh. Bant. Um, instant, of course. Target creature you control gets plus one, plus O oh until end of turn. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls. Destroy, whoa, destroy target enchantment or draw two cards. The first ability is so amazing. The other two just look lackluster, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and draw draw two for three. That's divination. That's solid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's it's all enough to see play. Destroy target enchantment. I mean, we we have three mana naturalized, so that's kind of under undercosted. Yeah. But that first ability is amazing. <laughs> Great. More ways for you to answer planeswalkers. Oh my goodness. Plus one plus O and deals damage. Like that's and making it giving it the pump up and then giving it plus one plus or giving it the damage. That's great for decks that are already looking to pump up their creatures. Um you look at stuff there in bant colors, you have a lot of decks that utilize um artifacts and enchantments. Uh, you have a ton of boggle style decks. You have a ton of, um, hex proofers. So it can't even be responded to like, this is very, very, very good. Wow. <laughs> I kind of just gushed out right there, but this is my <laughs> new bay. <laughs> like, honestly speaking, being able to fling, fling that damage to any creature or planeswalker, like, and it's not even that person you're you're attacking. You can just do it to any creature or planeswalker. Yeah. And that an opponent control. Any opponent. That's really nice. Um, it gives Bant... <laughs> it gives Bant the reach it needs like it needs anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Naya needs a lot. Delic needs some stuff to be more interesting and to be a little bit better. You you already have all your shit. Get the, get the hell out of here, dude. Like, oh, I love the win more. I love the win more. 
get the get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we even got our ascendancy before any of you guys. This is uh, just this is just a flex. <laughs> give me the ascendancy already, God. <laughs> This is wild. Oh my goodness. I really think this is... God, Bant getting another fight spell. This is really nice. I really think they hit it out the park with these charms. I think as far as the the entire collective, there's enough good on all of them to make them all playable in multiple formats. And that's an absolute win for Wizards in my opinion. Oh yeah, no, I agree with that. Because in the past, the three, the two color charms have always been powerful. The three color charms have been kind of up and down for me. Yeah. Like some of them have really good stuff, but then there's always like the like there's always one thing you want to do with the charm, but then the other two are kind of like mid. Yeah. So you're only spending you're spending that slot on just the one ability. It's not really. A charm is just a basic spell at that point. Like, yeah, you know even even my like. even my Naya charm is kind of like that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what like was it Trava's charm or Bant charm? I want to say it was N- Trava's charm was terrible. Let me see. Trava's charm is Bant. Destroy target enchantment, exile target attacking creature, or draw the discard a card. Okay, that's actually not bad. For the Bant Charm, then? Let's see. Bant Charm. Destroy target artifact, put target creature on the bottom of a cylinder's library, counter target instant. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of eh. The, putting a creature on the bottom is nice, but the other two yeah. are a little... Yeah, uh, putting the other on the bottom. That's actually on on price too. That's not bad. But uh, Naya Charm, Naya Charm. Ha- Honestly speaking, Naya Charm having tap all creatures target player controls is kind of funny as shit. <laughs> actually, that's really really good for Naya. But the other two are okay. Yeah. This would be a good charm to keep to put into your Jetmere deck, by the way. Just putting that out there. Putting that yeah, Naya no, charm that in would... as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Make sure they can't block me. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we said, um, we, we did cover a couple of other cards earlier. But, I think we really need to get into the... Uh, the Planeswalkers of this set. Yeah. The big three. Three that we've had before. Are we supposed to be getting but another Planeswalker? Are we getting a new Planeswalker in this set? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, huh. As far as, like, characters or whatever, but... Yeah. Well, if we don't, I mean, I'm happy with the three that we got. Because they are three from our past and three that are very relevant Really cool to see this first lady back. Yeah. Dressed in white. Elspeth Resplendent. Such a good name, too. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, 
Yeah, next to Elspeth Sun's champion. Sun's champion is my personal favorite. I just think she's my favorite Elspeth that they've that they've made. Oh, easily. But let's get into this one. So five mana. Um, plus one, or five mana, five loyalty, plus one, choose up to one target creature, put a plus one, plus one counter, and a counter from among flying, first strike, lifelink, or vigilance on it. So, I'm just gonna, I want to talk about that plus one first real quick. Is that not, like, one of the most powerful plus ones I've seen in a while? I actually, as far as, like, giving stuff to creatures, those are really relevant uh, counters to give a creature. And I like that it's not just giving those keywords until on the turn, it's giving them that counter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, we were talking about removing counters earlier with the Falco Spara, like, counters are becoming more and more useful in multiple ways. And I think this one is just like the lifelink counter is going to help you out so much in life if you're if you're a life gain deck. Vigilance, if you again, if you're running Naya, this can now go into that deck. This will be perfect for that deck. First strike, really big deal. Um with the with the plus one plus one counter it gives as well. And the flying flying counter to give evasion to creatures that sometimes just straight up can't evade stuff that's really this is damn I really really like the plus one like maybe one of my favorite just plus abilities that we've gotten minus Oko yeah well you're gonna like the minus three then oh yeah let's see look at the top seven cards of your library you may put a permanent card with mana value three or less from among them onto the battlefield with the shield counter on it. Put the rest in the bottom. Oh my, oh my god. You remember that shield counter from earlier? Yes. That allows it, puts the it to... Three, it puts the creature three, mana, three value or less out and gives it protection, essentially. Oh my goodness. And it's not just a creature. This is a permanent. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could, you could. Holy shit! Giving a planes a three mana value or less, oh, three mana value planeswalker a shield count. Oh my god! Giving a land. This can go on a land. <laughs> yeah. Giving, mm-hmm. giving the ability to further protect your lotus field. Giving the ability to further protect. Your mazes end if that's the way you want to try and win. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is awesome! Still trying to, still trying to live the dream. <laughs> yeah, this is another. This is for sure going into Atraxa and probably every other white carrying deck that I can build. Hell yeah! So, and, this is a this is damn near a staple at this point. And the, the minus seven, I think, is honestly the worst ability. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> Create five, three, three white angels tokens of flying. Like, yeah, it, it's 15 damage. That's 15 damage right there you're going to be getting. But, but why the fuck am I doing that for seven loyalty? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would rather just continually plus one 
and yeah. give the same creature multiple multiple instances of life link. <laughs> it's going to be the most oh life linkingest creature of all time. It do, they oh don't stack. God. They're not going to stack. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, though. But this is sick. Create your own monster. This is sick. Like that is. Oh my god. The uh, minus three. The minus three could be an ultimate in other decks. Like if you took off the. Really would be. If you took off the mana value three or less, this could be the same ability. Could be on a Grixis, um, Planeswalker. This could be a Nicol Bolas level of like power right there. Bravo, Elspeth. After your lackluster story at Theros Beyond Death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a shame. Wasted. Why they even bring her back? <laughs> You're gonna bomb I hope her. They don't kill her again. Yes, no. Keep her keep her around here though. This is amazing. Yeah, and the flapper uh, and the flapper girl attire. Damn. Yeah, I love the flapper girl look on her. If you look at if you look at her like If you look at her cow, I don't know if that is actually her angel wings or if they just look like angel wings, but that is so beautiful. Bravo. Bravo, Elspeth. Mm. Amen. That's a badass bitch. All right. Next so, up. Uh, someone else with wings. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll get into who's more than likely. Again, I still haven't read the story, so I don't know if this is for true or not, but more than likely the head of all of the demon lords. Um, yep. Omnixilis, the adversary. Come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> and, and you asked me to kill a man. I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> my. Also, I have to this point is incredibly out, this is offensive. The time, this is the first time he's been a multicolor card. Yeah, I was gonna say. And honestly, this is the cheapest Ob Nicholas that we've gotten, too. Had was been what five? Yeah, he's always been five. So him sitting at three mana, Brakdos is really uh, cool. And honestly, I'm I'm really interested in seeing what you think of his what you think of his ability right here. So he's a uh, three mana walker for three. Uh, casualty. Yep. Cas. So he has casualty X. The copy isn't legendary and has starting loyalty X. So, Casualty says, as you cast a spell, you may sacrifice a creature with power X. When you do copy the spell, the copy becomes a token. So, and that's for permanence. I actually peeked at a few other cards. And this looks like it's a mainly uh, maestro mechanic. So, it's mainly a Grixis mechanic. And it's on instant and stuff like that, too. Yeah. And as far as the as far as the ability itself, I Damn. I love it. No, I love it. Shit, like that is awesome. Like, 
again, this works out extremely well in any... Well, we were talking about Jund with this idea, but again, with the aristocratic idea, this is stupid powerful. Um, yep. Adding... You're, you'll be adding counters with stuff like Mar- Marizek already. Um, so getting a big creature and sacrificing it to put out a copy that could possibly have even way more loyalty. Yeah, no, that's, that's a big deal. This is, oh, that that's so sick. And the fact that it isn't legendary, of course they had to add that, but giving yourself two copies oh, yeah. of Bob Nixilis is really cool too. I don't know when Hell he developed yeah, the ability to clone himself, but respect to you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's go ahead and get into his abilities, see if they're even worth doing all of this for. So, plus one. I think so. Each opponent loses two life until, or unless they discard a card. If you control a demon or devil, you gain two life. The minus two, create a one-one red devil creature token with. When this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. Or minus seven, target player draws seven card and loses seven life. I think all all of these are worth it. Yeah. Even if you don't gain the two life from the plus one, that is a strong ability to be able to just do resource to do resource denial like that for everybody else. Because mm-hmm. they make that choice. Either they lose the two life or they discard a card. And each player like it like I'm thinking like of course commander. Like each player is gonna have to make that decision. Yeah. And the fact that well, if you're if you're running this card already, you're pretty much running more of a demon or devil deck, anyways. And the ability to give give yourself a demon with the minus two ability, which is pretty reasonable, one one devil, that like the devils are becoming more popular, and I really like them honestly as a like class. So yeah, burn down the house has really turned me around to them, and this works out perfectly with them. Um, gaining the two life is very nice. The minus seven is essentially doing Gristlebarian's ability. Yep. And that that's OP. Like a lot of that that uh, situation you mentioned earlier when you, you when you do casualty and you and you say sacrifice mm-hmm. a creature that has like seven power, you can just alt it, alt it right then and there. Yeah, and that is where this card is going to shine. In big creature decks, we have cards like Demogoth Titan that come down super cheap with super high mana costs. Uh-huh. Um, sacrificing that, that will give you 11 power. Um, so it'll come out with 11 counters. So you'll be able to ult and still have it be a 4 loyalty. Yeah, this is going in Jund. <laughs> yeah, this, this is born for Jund. Uh, Maestro, they, they're, that's cool. But they're not really going to use it the way it really needs to. I love yeah. this. <laughs> and Bravo, I was just getting. Bravo. I was just getting tired of Obnixilis too. And then I saw this. I was like, okay, casualty. That's a that's a mechanic that I can really really get behind. <laughs> yeah, no, I like that a lot. 
All right. So lastly on our list, we have, uh, I just love her look. Vivian on the hunt. We've gotten (laughs) We've gotten Vivian of the hunt. Now she's on the hunt. She's on the prowl. Looking for you. With a, is that like a enchanted like Tommy gun in her hand? Like what is, or is that a hammer? It, it, what, it's a the hammer. one that, that she has on her shoulder? Yeah. That's an arrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, it's an arrow from her quiver. I am an idiot. You should know this by now. I do know this. <laughs> I was like, Tommy Gun, what the fuck? Where is that? Uh, I, it legitimately, I thought she was holding it upside down. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> I had a long night last night, okay? Get off me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I can understand that. <laughs> but yes, let's get back on this. I love, I love her. So. Five yeah. mana, four loyalty. Well, six mana. Oh, yeah, six mana, sorry. Four and two green. Four loyalty. Oh, my goodness. Plus two. You may sacrifice a creature. If you do, search your library for a creature card with mana value equal to one plus the sacrifice creature's mana value. Put it onto the battlefield and then shuffle. Birthing pod, let's go! As a plus two... <laughs> that is yeah. that is insane yo this is going in my jun deck already <laughs> yes this is honestly close for that ability alone this is close to a mono green staple for me yeah no for real <laughs> like being able to just have a planeswalker birthing pod and it's been awesome to see that they've been basically expanding the effect of birthing pod to other things like we had the tribal one with forge of heroes um mm-hmm. and called there they've expanded it into other colors i think here and there so damn yeah this is right we're that that's amazing like uh, it could not it. have these other two abilities and still be just as powerful but i think the other two abilities are honestly just as powerful just because of how they are priced so that being a plus two, the plus one is actually not bad. Um, mill five cards, then put any number of creature cards milled this way into your hand. Boom. Especially because it's mill five cards. So as long as there's one, even if there's just one creature in there, that's still fine. Mm-hmm. You know. And what's but, cool, I think, if, I, if I'm reading this correctly, the creatures will still see the graveyard. So if you have any abilities like that that work with that, oh, like when you mill a creature or something like that, uh huh, or, or creature it... enters anywhere, like Sir Conrad, for instance. Yep. See, it'll still trigger those off. That's really cool. Yeah, because the way mill works at the keyword is that you send the top card, the top X card from the top uh, from your deck to your graveyard. So they do hit the graveyard first. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to get me a Sir Conrad then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have an extra one. I'm going to get up. 
Hey, yeah, and you know what's you know what's gonna be really nice to sacrifice to all those Jun goodies, the minus one ability, the minus one that gives you a four four green Rhino Warrior creature token. Honestly, that's fine. Like I, I, at first I was gonna be like, well, it should have a keyword attached, but I'm like, no, a four four body is just good overall. Like, mm-hmm. even without keywords, like that's good. <laughs> it's a yeah. good blocker. It's a good back fodder, like you were mentioning. Hell, could you sack this to... Yeah, you could sack it to something like Obnixilis for the casualty effect. Yeah. You know? Yeah, having it come in with four loyalties, still super powerful. Oh, yes. Um, and the fact that these are 4-4 four, four rhinos works with stuff... I mean, even... Um... With populate stuff, like these are very hot, very big tokens to be able to copy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have stuff like Adrix and Nev that puts out two of them. Hell, Crash of Rhinos is a cast gate spell that puts all it does is put out two rhinos and it sees play in modern. Like, oh, really? Yeah, but it's cascade, see. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but this is sick. Yeah. This is from top to bottom, all three abilities. Honestly, I put this in most green decks, even if they don't sacrifice stuff. Like this really would kind of be like a green staple, kind of like how I feel like all stuff is going to be a white staple. This I feel like it's going to be a good green staple too. Yeah, I think it, there is no reason not to run this in um, in your deck. Sometimes you're going to yeah. need to sacrifice those creatures. And even if you're just sacrificing tokens, that'll still get you a one-mana-value creature as a plus-two ability. The pricing of these, the pricing of these abilities is insane. Uh, I love it. The fact that it, it. Does, it doesn't need an ultimate. It can come in, you can plus-two and immediately make it six loyalty so it'll get past the, um, the five damage uh, off of Maestro's Charm. I, yeah, all the Planeswalkers, definite, definite A-tier Planeswalkers for me. I think they, I think they knock yeah. it out the park with all three of them. I think so. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten yeah. to the really fun stuff yet. Yeah, so we got two more creatures we want to talk about. Like, as far as, like, the main stuff I know we for sure want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And do we want to save the boy for last or do we want to just talk about him right now? Let's save the boy for last. This is right, this so, is important. So they gave us, uh, in addition to all the stuff that we mentioned, the five, the demon lord, and the three planeswalkers, they gave us another legendary creature. But they're from the riveters, from the um, from the watermark in the back. Jaxus the troublemaker. They are three and a red for a two-three human warrior, and I I love this thing. So anyway, uh, red and. Tap, discard a card, create a token that's a copy of another of another target creature you control. It gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card, sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Activate only as a sorcery. And there's a new mechanic called Blitz with this card. <laughs> so, one in the red, 
If you cast this spell for its blitz cost, it gains haste, and when this creature dies, draw a card. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. <laughs> Dang. Uh, Dang. This is... You know what? This will be part of the Jun deck. I don't know if I would be able to do this separately <clears throat> as, a, as a separate deck from Jun, but oh my god, this is awesome. Like... <laughs> I think you, this is, this is a card, because I think it works amazing in Jund, if you're, if you're doing Jund Sacrifice, because it, this works in any Sacrifice deck, because oh, even if you're copying, that. if you're copying itself, or any, le or any legendary creature, any legendary creature, that's an immediate legend bomb, that'll, that'll get you whatever you're looking for, so keep that in mind when yep. you build with this too, but this is insane. Making a token that can co come in and immediately attack and draw you a card. Come to think of it, this might go in the clone deck. <laughs> <laughs> this honestly is pretty close to being a red staple to me. This is just awesome. And by the way, for people wondering at home for commander, no, the blitz cost does not avoid commander tax. So if you were to make this your commander and you cast the purple, and you say it gets sent to the command zone for the first, like after dying once, the bliss cost, it will be the bliss cost plus commander tax. Yep. It's... Unfortunately. Sorry, no way to escape it, guys. It's the same reason why I can't mutate for the same mana cost forever. Yeah. It, it, it would be nice if you live in the dream, but unfortunately, mm. no. <laughs> But, but even regardless, this is just a good, like, I love this top to bottom. And the fact that it's also a warrior, too. Yeah. For, for you tribal folks out there. Yeah, we did a human, come to think of it. We, we didn't bring this up with Vivian of the Hunt, but I think the fact that it's giving a warrior token for the minus one was fantastic with her. And I think it's going to be very relevant, and red especially, with um, with warriors being a thing. And the fact that you could run a bit of a party mechanic. There are party creatures that come into play still. Yep. The, uh, like, we'll probably talk about it in a separate video when they get in more information about it. But they released the name for the uh, Commander Legends deck. Uh, Commander deck. Oh. Uh, the, you know, the Forgotten Realm. Yeah, for um, Battle for Baldur's Gate. Yep, and the Orzhov deck is party is party uh, in the name. So I'm hoping oh. that they finally do something with fucking party. Oh. <laughs> fucking thank yeah, God. It's, um, I think it's like four or five. I think it's like four two color decks, and one of them is an Orzhov deck that has uh, something party in the title. And I'm like, party mechanic, let's go. Like I said, <laughs> we'll probably talk more about it when we get more information about the Baldur's Gate set. But oh my god, that makes me hype already. Oh please, thank God. Okay, I'm that actually I didn't even know about that, so that's fantastic. Yeah, okay, no, we're that's... oh party never got his chance to shine, and I think it was super really underrated. <laughs> but but no, I think on the, but getting back to Jax's, yeah, this would be perfect. Not like like we mentioned the Jun deck. I want to put it in the clone deck. Hell, even just in in the in a warriors deck with Jaleva, like that would. This just fits so many good places. Yeah, this, Aggro is definitely going to love this. The ability to get in 
an attack with a creature that doesn't have to go out and die and you can still keep the creature out there and then still draw a card as well. It's fantastic. Um, the activating only as a sorcery, that's that's perfectly fine. Everything else, can, yeah. I guess it needed a downside. I get it. but Yeah, especially for being that cheap of an activated ability. Yeah. So you can do this for three mana to be able to immediately if it just if it was just an instant that said for three mana you discard a card and make a creature token or that or make a top a copy that attacks and draws a card, I would have absolutely got played that card. I think yeah, that well, card would see play. Mind, something to keep in mind with Blitz as well as the ability in the, the ability itself. Is the creature has when the creature dies, draw a card. Yeah. So even if it dies in combat, it'll you'll draw a card. Now if it get yeah. if it gets yeah. exiled, oh well. That's the that's the gamble of the game, I guess. But Yeah. All in all, this is where I wanted nice. to be. This is what this is a very, very high card in my list. A tier, maybe S tier as far as red goes. Yeah. Oh my god, this is awesome! I'm gonna, I'm gonna have such fun with it. <laughs> ah, all right, oh. so we, we put we, we put them off long enough, right? Yep, yep. Let's get into it. Here comes the boy, the low boy, <laughs> the thick Welcome, <laughs> <laughs> welcome, Urbrask, the heretic traitor. Three and two red, four four, Phyrexian Praetor. Haste. My God. Yeah, let's get let's get right into this. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play it this turn. Nice bit of card advantage. Cool. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, the next time they would draw a card this turn, instead they exile the top card of their library. They may play it this turn. So I love the distinction and the abilities and the in these abilities for you, you exile at the upkeep, but you still get to draw. Whereas for your opponent, basically on their draw step, they just exile it. Yep. They 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 only get the exile and play. So Yeah. Uh, here's here's the thing about it. I think it's not good. What? Here, here, here's, here's my thinking. Oh, here's, oh. sorry, I knew this was going to hurt you, but here's, here's, my here's what I think, my man. Boy. <laughs> it's the boy Yes, and I was so excited to see the boy. Urbrask is a, he, his first one, I think, I think Urbrask, was the worst out of the original five Praetors, and I think it was still super powerful, giving haste. Oh, this, yeah. this one, the top ability, fantastic for you. The bottom ability, a little annoying for your opponent. Here, I wish it had said that it, Oh, that they couldn't draw, that they only get the one card, 
But the fact that they could still draw cards using or pass their first card, it makes that top ability kind of just a mild annoyance over something that is really going to shut down like some of the other Predators have. That's true. Like, when you look at Jin Kataxis, the new Jin Kataxis, uh, that shuts down people from trying to cast something for the first time on your turn. Um, or actually, no, it's, uh, it counters a instant sorcery artifact, right, that they play? Yeah. The first time that turn? Exactly. And then, and then what was it? Uh, a green one from uh, Born Clex. Mm-hmm. With Born Clex, the fact that you that when for your opponents they put half of the counters rounded down on their permanents, and you double your counters. Yeah, so that I think honestly speaking, between the three we've gotten so far, um, Borinclex is the best. Jinkataxius definitely is almost there, and yeah, Urabrask is kind of sitting at the bottom right now. I still. Uh, I was almost thinking of making it my commander. That's why I'm kind of disappointed. Uh, now I'm thinking about it again, but... He, and here's the thing. Like I said, that first ability, honestly, really good for Mono Red. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there are other cards that also work with exiling the top card of your library. We talked about Prosper Tonebound before. Prosper... This is this might be Prosper's favorite friend in the deck. Yeah. Um but as far as other than that it's not punishing enough. Yeah. I wish it I wish it hurt them more. This is one of those times where they really could have gone more with it. Um they really went over the top with Vivian's abilities. I think she's the most well-built planeswalker that we've gotten in a while. They really went over yeah. the top with some of the um, the demon lords that we've gotten. Jetmir is definitely pushed. Um, oh yeah. Zatora pushed for me. I wish they had pushed Urbrath like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I looking at him in that light, it is. Yeah. I do. I do have to agree because thinking about it, like you said, they could like yeah, their first draw that turn is exile instead. But for one thing, they can at least still play the card, and they can use draw spells to to draw after that as well. Yeah, and even even if it is said cast, if it said they may cast it this turn and took the land option off the table. I think it might have gotten even better, in my opinion. Yeah, but, that, that keyword change, that word change probably would have been very much needed. I know they're trying to expand the ex, the exile loot abilities to try to make it better, uh, less of a downside to them, but... Mm. If I was to have built this, I would, I would have actually said... Um... You exile the top two cards of your library. You may cast one of them this turn. And I would have made his first ability exile the top two cards of your library. You may play it this turn. You put that on a... 
I, I put it, we'll, we'll say a six mana five five body with haste. Yeah. Urbrath A plus tier. I think it's absolutely S tier at that point. But where it is right here, right now, solid B plus, A minus. Yeah. Yeah, I just I feel like they lost, they missed a chance with it. I'm sorry to rain on your parade and piss in your cereal. Uh, the boy. <laughs> Why did you kill my boy? <laughs> Uh, oh, Godfather reference. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> they massacred my boy. Oh, yes. Be ready. the the God the Godfather references will be coming. I'm actually <laughs> going to be rewatching the series um, starting tomorrow. I was already thinking about I doing might, it. I might try to watch the series because I've never seen them. Really? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to do a, uh we can do um I, f- I figured out how to do a watch party on uh Disney Plus so and uh I can do a watch party through Discord now. Yep. So we can do, we we might have to put a movie night on, watch it. Hell yeah. I bet that. Um, All right, okay. so one last thing I did want to talk about. I don't know if there's anything more um you wanted to say about those. Not that I could think of, no. Okay, for sure. All right, but um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was the vehicles that we got. We did get yeah. some. We did get some odds and ends, uncommons, commons and rares. Um, we oh, won't yeah, get into all one, of them. Uh, there was one mechanic I wanted to briefly mention that was on a couple cards. That's that's uh, for uh, Cabaretti, and that's Alliance. Oh yeah, you know what? We can get. We can do. We can do that one. So, so the uh, mechanic is pretty much whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, something happens. So mm-hmm. I've gotten two cards for that so far. Honestly, they, honestly speaking, the rumor gatherer is probably the better one, so I'll just do that one, even though it's an uncommon. Uh, one and two white, two one, elf wizard. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. If this is the second time this ability has resolved this turn, draw a card instead. Sick. Sick. Yep. Yeah. Well, now what's in, what's fun, what's really cool, is that it's only the second time the Billy resolved, you draw a card. Mm-hmm. The rest of the time, you will still scry one for the third for oh, the third yeah. creature, fourth creature, fifth creature. And it's that turn. So if you say have stuff, and like say on your your turn, you have two things enter, you scry one, then draw a card. And then you have two things into your next turn. You scry one, then draw a card. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. The the long term sustainability of this this is just what uh this is just what like Soul Sisters was looking for more stuff that'll allow you the ability to get value from the multiple creatures that we're putting on the battlefield and giving mono white life gain the ability to have some. Card draw is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, just wanted to have that brief mention to that mechanic since we mentioned some of the other ones. And there's a card with Hideaway. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw it. Oh, I did not, actually. Hold on. It's a blue enchantment. Wiretapping. 
wiretapping. Okay. It's yeah. Right below Lord Xander here. Uh huh. So wiretapping. Florida blue. Yeah. Florida Go. blue enchantment. Hideaway five. When it, and for people who who are too young to know what hideaway is, <laughs> it's an old mechanic from old school Laurelin. <laughs> mhm. It was o- and was it only the five lands that got that got them? Yeah. Mm, nice. So, so with this hideaway five, you look at when when the enchantment comes in, you look at the top five cards of your library, exile one of those cards face down, and then put the rest on the bottom in a random order. And for wiretapping, it also has, and there, and also for those car, for those lands, there was all for people again who were too young to remember. They also had a condition that made it to where you could play the card that was hidden away, and there were certain mm-hmm. conditions then for here- this card. Whenever you draw your first card during each of your draw steps, draw a card. Then if you have nine or more cards in hand, you may play the exiled card without paying its mana cost. <laughs> yeah, that that's the sound of me salivating right now. Yeah, I was going to say, you okay there, Rob? Uh, <laughs> you putting combos together over there? <laughs> oh, the, the brain is working overload. <laughs> oh man so whenever yep. you draw your first card during each of your draw steps you draw a card so yes that's so you just do the normal thing cool if you have nine or more cards in hand you may play that card oh you may play the exiled card that's just for free mm-hmm. I'm a not too blinking uh yeah. we 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 have so many so many so many ways I could abuse this uh-huh. give me nine cards in hand that's super easy yep and commander it is. oh oh my uh-huh. goodness oh my goodness that's a divination away <laughs> all right wizards you you you've made me a happy boy today. <laughs> but I, I thought I would I would, thought I would briefly mention that card <laughs> before we got to the vehicle, just to bring up uh, the new the new mechanic alliance, and also to bring that that they they they. I wonder what other stuff is going to have hideaway now. Yeah, like we're the fact that there is going to be other type of um, card types that can have hideaway. Opens up a variety of options as far as their deck building range or card building range as well for Wizards R&D. Like, this gives a whole new range for um, putting cards on the battlefield. And once you once you start hiding creatures underneath creatures or um, creatures underneath your planeswalkers, this is really cool. This is really... Really cool. I'm literally salivating at the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you would enjoy that. Wow. Okay. Okay. So some odds and ends. (laughs) So yeah, let's go ahead and get into the uh, last thing here. Um, I literally scrolled back up to see it one more time. <laughs> but we'll go into here. So we got. I, I, I will. 
I will only have myself to blame for if I see you in a game abusing the fuck out of it. You're probably going to see it in every deck. That might be a like staple. If I if I'm drawing cards in the deck, I'm playing that card. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. Okay. So we have two vehicles Vehicle. here. Two yeah. goddamn vehicles. And, and I, they're cars. They're actual cars. We Wizards has gone all out with this. We have the 1920s. We have literal drug drug peddling crime lords. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Halo. There's a whole thing on Twitter about that where there's a Twitter uh, someone I, uh, this girl I follow on Twitter called uh, Snow Queen of Hoth. Uh, and she mm-hmm. she's been, she's one of the newer players and she you know like has posted about has been been posting about like the new car she's discovered and this and that and she is a big fan of Angel. And it's kind of a meme in the magic community that anytime a new angel or a cool angel comes out, they are like, "Hey, uh, Snow, hey, Snow Queen, uh, look at this angel." You you see where I'm going with this, right? Oh. Because people were because when Halo was first re- announced as a thing, and it was uh, like it's gonna be made from angels, people are like, oh, "I hope they don't piss her off." <laughs> oh so, my God, they're made out of angels. Oh. God, it's, that it's is amazing. It's amazing, and everyone talk, everyone making jokes and shit. And her being like, "You guys are terrible," and this and that. It's just great. <laughs> Wizards, you just hear them doing the whole the scene from Robot Chicken where they're just darkest sketch, darkest sketch, yeah! darkest that's sketch, exactly darkest sketch. That's exactly what it is, and she, like with her loving angels, and she read the story, and when she got to the end of the story, she was just like, um. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. This is yeah, wild, you wizards. Insert in there, that in there since you talked about the drug peddling. <laughs> the it, I just don't understand where they were really going with this. Like, why would they? They're they're going all in with this gangster mob idea. This this is. One of those times when I'm literally trying to avoid saying, think of the children. <laughs> but that's my first thought. Like, this is supposed to be a kid's game. This is dark. Well, 13 plus, 13 plus. <laughs> 13 plus, fair enough, fair enough. You know what, when I was 13, I had already watched The Godfather. So, fair enough. You got you got the right age range. <laughs> <laughs> The man. It's funny because now, now with these two vehicles, we have straight up 1920s cars. Mm-hmm. Legitimately, and they even look getaway car looks perfect for that scene. Yep. The grill, the door. This is really cool. So it really is. It's like it's like futuristic 1920s. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm building vehicles right now, and I'm already I'm going to put these in here just for the looks alone. But honestly, I want to hear. Yeah, no, for real. I want to know what you think about this one because this one's actually pretty cool. I like getaway car, three mana, four three vehicle haste, um, a crew of one, so already yeah. perfect. Yeah. Especially with haste, 
But whenever getaway car attacks or blocks, return up to one target creature that crewed it this turn to its owner's hand. Oh my god. <laughs> so. It protects the creatures that crew it and makes it to where you can play them again if they have ETV triggers or if, if you want to use them to crew something else to help you block with another vehicle when you're. Yeah, this is actually pretty good. Memnite. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Zero mana. You can put it right back out there. It's a 1-1 one, one to crew. This card works perfectly in any of the artifact decks. I think this is honestly a staple in the affinity deck in modern. This is going into my vehicle's deck, which is going to be that four-color deck I talked about. Mm-hmm. It'll be great in there. It'll be fantastic in there. <laughs> the, I, I'm very... I'm happy that they're giving vehicles the love that they deserve and really trying to push them to become the next big thing. I really dig it. And I really dig how for each plane, they have found a way to to still be able to have vehicles. And and just how creative they've been with it, you know? And it's just an interesting design space for them to to have, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that they're not... Like, even the ones that we've gotten that are just, like, maybe one or two vehicles in the set, those one or two vehicles are actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Call Time, Essica's Chariot, um, uh, I believe Colossal Plow was in there, too. Yep, Colossal Plow. There was the Red Cart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're all ones that still see play. Yeah. I would th- I would especially think Colossal Plow. Yeah. White mana production. Easily. Is is in my Just Guy vehicles deck right now. And the fact that they're really pushing white to go into vehicles is really great for them because you're already having all of those one one tokens that you're making. Um which yeah, they'll get if you if you crew the getaway car with the token, it will be bounced back to your hand. <laughs> but this is gold. It, it literally is just like, all right, we're bouncing, and just think of it as the just think of it as the token going free. It escaped <laughs> life. <laughs> Uh, but yeah that's really I really really like getaway car Um, that's a good design and good mana damn 3 mana 4-3 haste crew 1 that's just damn yeah it is perfectly priced it's right where you'd want to be for any vehicle 4-3 is beefy and that's not to mention if you're doing any pumping up with, uh, whether it be by um, putting it in a deck with like multiple tokens, something like Jetmere. I think this could go in the Jetmere deck. If you're running aggro, I think you could run this just straight up. And if you yeah. if you have ETB triggers, you 100% run this in here. This will go into Rune for me personally yeah holy shit 
I dig it. All right. Second one, we have Mysterious Limousine. Now, this this looks like luxury, too. This is magic luxury. I dig it. I dig the look of the car in itself. But super low crew cost again. Five mana, four, four. Crew, two. Um, When Mysterious Limousine enters the battlefield or attacks... Exile up to one other target creature until Mysterious Limousine leaves the battlefield. If a creature is put into exile this way, return each other card exiled with Mysterious Limousine to the battlefield under the owner's control. So it picks it up. It takes the creature on a cruise. And then it brings it back. Yep, it picks up the one creature, they go on a cruise, it picks up another creature, then kicks the other creature out. <laughs> it's like, oh, better fare. <laughs> Could you imagine if limos really work like that, and you, like, reserve a limousine, and then just some dude comes in and is like, I'll pay you two times what he's paying, and they just throw you to the side, like, <laughs> After they've taken your money. <laughs> this is dirty. But, I mean, but I guess this is another one that'd be good for blank decks. I think this would also be good for your rune deck too. Oh yeah, and giving giving vehicles. I didn't. I didn't think I'd ever get a vehicle that would work for rune, and now I got two of them. Yeah, so that damn very low crew cost. That is the big deal yeah. for me. I'm like, that is super cool. Um, I think. I noticed that with Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, there were a lot of vehicles that had low crew costs. And I was like, uh, oh, shit. Um, yeah, that you'd think would have big ones. Like, honestly, most of the vehicles in Kamigawa, I think, are kind of underrated. I think the vehicle deck is like, this might push it over to become the deck to watch out for in standard now. Yeah, I think so. Hell, getaway car alone would, would is get would help is gonna help push that. But this too, like, is gonna help for that uh for that slightly mid range part of the deck. Yeah, this this is a good this is a good mid to top end card. This will, I mean, blinking your creatures is really really good, and it doesn't yeah. have to be a creature that you crewed it with. No, it doesn't. It could be any creature you have. So it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, I Bravo. I will say so far, day one. Win. I'm excited. Win. I'm really excited. I'm so hyped. I'm gonna read the rest of these and kinda fanboy out for a little bit. But we have some yeah. great Great card coming out of this set. Streets of New Campena is a great bit of expansion that I didn't think we'd ever get. I didn't think we'd get something that would legit feel like a monster, a monster set. And what I think a monster set would look like. The feel of it's very, they got the feel of it. They have great new mechanics. I'm really excited to see how Casualty ends up faring out. Um, you have some instances and sorceries that also have casualty, so automatically copying themselves 
is awesome and will work great with cards like um you have uh token producers with tall rand putting out two twos so you can stack a two two to light them up to copy it and deal four damage to a creature or planeswalker a little chat um sacrifice one that works perfect with young pyromancer there's a lot of great mechanic and great growth that we can see out of the rest of the cards of this set, and I'm super hyped to see. I, I'm really digging this so far. I love, I just, like, I feel like this set so far is what, like, Kamigawa Neon Dynasty, as, I ta- as we talked about in, in a previous episode, really, really reignited my deck building spark for Commander. And this is doing that all over again as well. Like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I am feeling fully... I, I was already hyped to build. And I'm like I said, I'm building the vehicles deck right now. And I just found two more cards that are guaranteed for the vehicles deck. And that's not even counting the rest of the, the, rest of the decks I'm going to be pumping up. Using Falco Spara. Using Jet Mirror. Um, using Obnixilis, Vivian is going to be in every green deck I build from now on if I can. Yeah, uh, like, Elspeth's going to be in most of my white decks if I can help it. Yes. These are very, and they're getting their sweet spot. We, none of these cards feel like they're super, super OP broken, but they are really super powerful. That, that was my main worry was if we were going to end up dealing with another Oko situation or dealing with another uh, Throne of Eldraine de- uh, set. And it does not feel yeah. like that. This feels powerful but balanced. Yeah. I feel I, I very much feel that. And hell, I got three more commanders I want to build in three colors. Like, mm-hmm. this and Kamigawa have reignited my interest in three color decks. Yes. Like, it's great. He's diving back in the Naya, guys. He, he he literally just swore off of it for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I was all, I was about ready to swear off of three color decks if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I try to get out. Around, I was just gonna be like, let me just do ten. Let me just do monocolor, five monocolor, ten two color, and the five color deck, and then that's it. Like that'll I'll be all I have. Like. Not fucking like three colors just don't offer me what I want anymore. And then now between this and Kamigawa, I I'm planning six three color decks basically. <laughs> I tried to get out and they keep pulling me back in. <laughs> For real though, like <sighs> yeah, honestly, but I'm, I love it though. I, I'm very much like. The I, like I said, I'm building the dinosaur deck already. This is for Jetmir is 100% going into there. Zeatora, yeah. 100% going into my Jun deck. Um, Falco Spara, 100% going into Atraxa. Like these are all cards that were great in the as the commanders and as the 99. We got great planeswalkers, great vehicles. Uh, Mid-range Urbrask. <laughs> OP Broken yeah. Jaxus. Who would have guessed that the Phyrexian Praetor 
would be weaker than the basic guy named Jaxus. <laughs> <laughs> even his hair. Kind even of sad when you think about it. A random human is better than a predator. Even even his collar is turned up. He looks like such a douche. And that makes me want to play with him more. <laughs> yeah, no, for real though, right? Like, this is such a guy that's going to insult you, and then when you say what you're going to do about it, they actually, instead of being a pussy and not meeting you outside, they actually meet you outside. Please rolled up, color popped up. Hey, let's fucking go. <laughs> like, you started the fight. Why are we doing this? So, Don't hey, matter. Hey, 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 I, I said, I said to go out, we should go outside, and I'm, I'm out here. <laughs> I'm out here. Where you at? <laughs> yeah, this guy is sick. And, oh, I'm the blitz mechanic, by the way. We will definitely, I want to I wanna see how you compare it with Dash. Oh. Because this seems like a straight up upgrade to Dash to me, but that's just me. No, it is. It's a strictly better Dash. <laughs> there are more upgrades to it. Like, instead of, yeah, Dash puts it back to your hand. But okay. Yeah, like you. The only, the only good dash creature is Ragman. That's seventy. That's like almost looks like that shit expensive. And but this, this can give you, this gives you the ability to copy anything. Like that's just cool. Dash is cool. I like Dash for the ability to return to your hand. It do, that does have its uses, but this. Can give you real long term like it power advantage, getting getting yeah, the ability no, I, to I draw a card. But um, yeah, tell us what you guys think about all these cards. I'm um, tell me what you're hyped about. Tell me what you're thinking of building. Uh, once we start getting more, we'll be doing this again next week to talk about. This week's uh, spoiler drop. We're going to be getting plenty yeah. more creatures and cards coming soon. We didn't even get into some of the treasure token stuff. There's a straight up wind condition in Halo Fountain, which we'll talk about. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if you saw Halo Fountain or not. Yeah, we, we're going to. I, I kind of want to bring and just talk about that one individually just because. Yeah. I mean, when the game options, really cool. But uh, and one that I've run in Jetbeer. Mm-hmm. But we but we'll will talk more about that separately. Definitely, I might just we might just do an episode on wind conditions. I would love to do that. Actually, yeah, I'm down for that. Hell yeah, we'll we'll make it happen. All right, but for now, we're gonna go ahead and leave it there. You yeah. guys are fantastic. I hope that we can hear from you guys soon. Again, as always, you may find me. At Forward Gaming, on the Twitters, the Reddits, the TikToks, and the Instagrams. I'm going to go ahead and set up the account today. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And that that's going to be my, all of my gaming stuff. So, Magic the Gathering. Hell yeah. I'll be doing my streaming stuff on there. I'll be putting clips up. And I'm playing Elden Ring. But by, by the way, I have beasted out. I finally beat the first boss in Elden Ring. I, I had to switch <laughs> classes and play an additional ten hours with this class just to get there. But I got there. 
He changed up his his his, his gameplay style, folks. That's dedication. I had to fully change it up, but I'll, now I'm beasted. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Uh, Zoe, where can they find you, good sir? Well, they can find me on the on the Twitter first at Sir Magic MTG, as well as on the TikTok space at Sir Magic MTG, and coming to and coming to a stream near you, Twitch.tv slash Sir Magic MTG. I'm hoping to do streaming either this upcoming what Monday or Wednesday. I haven't decided yet, but we'll but we'll see we'll see what happens. Probably sometime next week though. Ooh. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to start out with Wild Rift because uh, I took Arena off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all good. No judgment there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I might try to find some, like, old school games to play as well, as well with, like, not just Wild Rift. Like, maybe have, like, a day of Wild Rift and a day of, like, more old school games and stuff like that. Um, since my phone is able to play that kind of stuff, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's where that's where y'all can find me. It's uh, Sir Magic MTG on Twitter, TikTok, and soon to be Twitch. Sweet. Okay. I, I'm really, I, I haven't seen anything from Wild Rift, so please, I'm hyped. <laughs> <laughs> probably going to be like in the mid, like, probably like an hour or two. It's probably going to be the stream. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, that's fine. Hey, we'll take all the time in the world, man. <laughs> all right. But you guys have a fantastic day. We love y'all. Stay safe in these COVID streets. Yeah. And this is the crew signing out. Peace. Peace. And be good to each other. And be good to each other. <laughs>